Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Beyond the Cover. I am one of your co-hosts, John Robb, joined here with my beautiful co-host, Jeff Ayers. Jeff, how you doing? Doing great. How you doing? Awesome. Got a great show for you today. It's an interview that I did with uh, Blake Crouch. Jeff was unable to make it, unfortunately, but it is absolutely a fantastic interview, and, and I know you're going to like it, Jeff. Oh, absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. Right. So um, I want to remind everybody, too, that all of our shows are brought to you by Kensington Books, so please make sure you visit kensingtonbooks.com for more information on what they got going on, and uh, make sure you check out Kevin O'Brien's latest book, The Betrayed Wife, because it is fantastic, just to let you know on that one. So true. So you ready to hit it, Jeff? Let's do it. All right, here we go, everybody. So, again, this is an interview I did with Blake Krauss talking about his book, Recursion, and it is uh, out now when you're listening to it. So enjoy. Okay, everybody. Well, here we are. Uh, we are so happy that we're able to speak with best-selling author, of course, the creator of the famous show that you all have watched on Fox, Wayward Pines. But Blake Crouch is here joining us. So, Blake, thanks so much for coming on. How are you doing? I'm awesome. How are you doing? Uh, doing fabulous. Good to talk to you again after Dark Matter, which, you know, we'll talk about that in a second because you got some news on that, but now you're kind of into your next book, Recursion, and i got to tell you, I had to check my own memory sometimes reading this book just to, <laughs> <laughs> just to know, it, 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 am I really in the right thing? So, I mean, the way that you kind of to, to put this down was, was absolutely fascinating um, and brilliant. So tell everybody a little bit about what you got in this one. Well, this is kind of, you know, my big follow-up to uh, to Dark Matter, and I, I wanted to do something just as big and bad and bold, and I wasn't sure where to start because Dark Matter was kind of a big swing uh, book for me. So I started thinking about it, and then I guess what what it came down to for me was what is more powerful and precious than our memories? Like they they define us like nothing else. Um, and if you start pulling them away, it doesn't just change our identity. It actually changes the entire nature of reality. And once I started doing a little research along those lines, I realized that, um, man, this is some mind-bending shit. Because, <laughs> to you know, say the least. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, everyone thinks that, like, time is the most um, fundamental part of our existence and sort of the core essential thing. But in some ways, I think memory is even more fundamental than time. And I wanted to write a book about that. Well, and the, the you know, your, your, your main character, Barry Sutton, um, is, is fascinating. And, and kind of how, and also, you know, the neuroscience Helena Smith that you kind of have the, in there, you know, the scientific part. Yeah. What the relationship that you kind of had to create between the two? I mean, like, this is a very different kind of departure from just I'm just going to say, you know, like a normal suspense thriller. I mean, this is like a thinker. I mean, this one here, you got this is this is like a thinker. And so when you kind of dive into it, but the relationship that you have between Helena and Barry, how 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 much of a challenge was that um, as you were kind of getting into it? Uh, it it came about pretty organically in the writing of the book. You know, Helena is a, um, a neuroscientist who is inventing this technology that can preserve core memories because her mother has Alzheimer's and she wants to save her mother's memories. And Barry is this NYPD robbery detective who is, you know, 10 years out of, from a divorce 
10 years out from his daughter's death. They're both kind of sad sacks. And so by the, by the midpoint, I was like, you know, I, I've got to get these two together. I think they could be actually perfect in exactly what the other one needs. Um, so it was one of those kind of beautiful things where the relationship really came about organically in the writing of the book. Mm-hmm. Well, emotionally speaking, just from my standpoint, I mean, I lost my father in November to Alzheimer's. My no, mother so is now, yeah, and my mother is now, and they've been divorced since I was four, but my, I, I kind of had a joke because my mother now is in late-stage dementia, and she's in a nursing home. So I was almost like, my God, if they stayed married, how would my mom would ever take care of my dad when she couldn't even probably remember he had Alzheimer's? And it's just like, I have no idea. So, oh. yeah. So when, well, when you... It has a, when you it has, cu- the whole story, the story, I mean, the Alzheimer's through line is a... Um, it's it's very personal to me too. When I was oh. eight or nine years old, my mother's father came to live with us for about six weeks. He was deteriorating in health. He had um, pretty late stage dementia and Alzheimer's, yeah. and those six weeks really imprinted in my mind because he would wake up in the middle of the night and and just mm-hmm. kind of be wandering around. He would be having conversations with people who had been dead for forty years. It just seemed like a, a guy who was kind of out of outside of time and just made a lasting impression and and he was very much on my mind as I was uh, starting to write this book so I because I was going to kind of ask because it is very very emotional so I knew that something had to kind of be close to you as more or less like an inspiration because those feelings that you kind of had in the book and and, you know made me feel kind of the same way very personally and anybody who experienced that and I think that Almost everybody has probably known somebody who has gone through Alzheimer's or dementia and knows just how probably most horrible this disease is. Is so. So you did have, kind of have that inspiration from there. Um, now, how challenging was that though? Because it's a very personal thing to kind of have to put out on the pages like that. It is um, less so than other parts of the book because while yeah, it is personal. It's it's something from my childhood. Um, so it, it, it felt very far removed, um, from who I am now and today, but it was still, it was interesting going back into those moments that, you know, there's a scene where Helena goes and, and visits her mom for the last time, uh, in the nursing home. And, and that, that was like ripped straight out of, you know, once we oh, moved, um, yeah. my mom's father in, into the home, going to see him and, and, and those moments where, where, you know, your loved one flashes in and out of clarity sometimes in the same sentence um you know for a moment like you see that you see in their eyes that they know where they are and they know what they're talking about and they know who you are and then just like a cloud passing suddenly they're lost again um and i know a lot of people are going through that and and it was important to me to to just do justice and honor to to that element of the storyline it's a terrible disease and and it needs to be defeated and i know a lot of really smart people are working on it yeah, I, and I agree too, and, and, and I hope someday that it is. I mean, probably maybe not in our lifetime, but you know what, if it can be. I mean, oof, it's a rough one. I was, at the, X, I was at the X Prize uh, in October. Do you know what the oh, X yeah? Prize is? Yeah, do you know what the X Prize is? I've heard of it. It's, um, but I'm not too familiar. Well, it, it's a group of scientists uh, and creators and artists who all – kind of get together to inspire each other and, and to come up with these amazing contests, to define a contest. And, for instance, like the one that won, uh, I would say, two years ago, that was the 
the new X Prize, which is a throwdown. It's a hugely funded throwdown to all um, think tanks, research groups in the world. It says beat Alzheimer's. And it, and it sets out really um, defined goals uh, and, and timelines and guideposts for doing it. Like you achieve these things, you get X millions of dollars to continue your research. You achieve this, you get more money. And oh. it's beautiful. And, and they're like, we are going to defeat this. We are going to beat this, and we're going to beat it in our lifetime. I was very encouraged coming out of, out of uh, this summit because it, it is a, a top priority for a lot of really brilliant minds. Um, and I think it's going to get beaten in our lifetime. Oh, man, that would be awesome to see something like that happen. Got to tell yeah. you. Yeah. Now, Everyone's like, oh, my God, this sounds like the saddest book <laughs> no 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 it's that's not. the thing is that i mean it's it's very i mean it's very fulfilling i mean i'll tell you yeah i mean you're gonna get through it i mean but that's the great thing about you know when you're going on you know many authors can just kind of tell a story and take you on the ride but you take you on the journey and the roller coaster and and i've always admired and loved that about your writing because you do take us on the roller coaster because if you can cry if you can laugh and if you can get angry during a book, I mean, all those emotions come out. I think that you've yeah. kind of done your job, right? Uh, oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. And it's covering, you know, I think Recursion is covering some similar themes to Dark Matter, but it's where Dark Matter was a very personal and tight POV storyline, kind of about one man's quest to get back to his family. Recursion is, is global. It is literally whipping the fabric of reality apart for the entire yeah. world and trying to figure out how to put that back together um, through the prism of Barry and Helena uh, as they are trying to sort of stop this from happening, but also I think under, you know, undergoing this epic, epic romance. I know I, I never thought I would write a romance. It's, it's very strange. <laughs> I never thought you'd do it either. <laughs> <laughs> You know, but it was funny because we were talking kind of about that exact thing, and, and I would mentioned off the air, well, we were at Doug Lyle's house this weekend, and Dark Matter came up when we were talking about it, and he was mentioning how, he goes, man, he goes, he goes that shit's just so bizarre. He goes, the way Blake kind of does that, he goes, it is just so freaking bizarre. He just gets right into it and just goes. <laughs> he was like, he goes, <laughs> he goes, I could never write that way. He was like, he goes, I just couldn't get, he was, I just could never write that well. He was like, he just couldn't do it because he just writes more straight line, you know, thrillers. He's like, that's just uh, – so, I mean, that's kind of like a gift, you would have to say, because there's not very many authors that can get in there like that. I mean, you get in there. Well, I mean, thank you. Thank you for saying that. I try yeah. to. Um, I don't know. I, the, I'm – I'm 40 years old. You know, I've, I'm, I'm definitely a different person than I was when I started out with Desert Places back in 2004, which, uh, you know, was a pretty – brutal horror thriller, which I'm still very proud of, but I, it's yeah. not the kind of book I'd write today. Um, I don't know, the older you get, I, I just think the universe becomes more and more mysterious and, and beautiful, and the questions, like the fundamental questions of existence, of, of reality, and of identity, and time, and of memory, they just, they haunt me in the very best way, and I want to find, I, I want to find a way to to have that conversation with the reader and to like turn them on to the things that are turning me on. Um, and that, that's the, that's the coolest thing about being a writer is that when, when you write a book, it's like I, each time someone reads that book, it's like a conversation I'm having with that person. 
And so I get to have a conversation with millions of people. And I get to, like, kind of bare my soul and bear all the things that I think are amazing and scary and fun and mysterious about yeah. this universe. And, and, and it leads to very cool conversations like this. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I think that what you just said right there almost kind of answers a question where, you know, people might ask you, well, you know, why don't you just write one of those ongoing series like some people do? And, you know, it's always, this, you know, the same character. And, you know, you have that great ongoing series that you do. But what you said just makes you kind of say because you like to explore more than just that. And that's why, yeah. you're st- that's why you're more of a standalone. That's why you do more standalone. You did the trilogy with Wayward Pines, but, you know, you did the standalone. Oh my God! And the, and the trilogy about killed me. I don't. I don't know how Lee and these guys write. Um, you know, oh like, yeah, the reachers books. and the Pattersons. Yeah. I believe me. I wish I could. I I wish I could find, and that, that is such a gift, and a testament to their talent to create a character that can sustain over twenty novels. Um, yeah. But that's hard. That's a completely different kind of hard. I remember the the last book of Weird Pines. I was writing the last town. I was just like, oh my God! I am so sick of this. I feel like I cannot escape Wayward Pines anymore. And I've only been working on this series for, what, three years. Um, So, yeah, I mean, the standalones are a blessing and a curse because on the one hand, yeah, it's a new thing every time out, and it's new characters and a new plot, and it's, you know, sexy, shiny, and new. But on the same same time, it's also, you've got to come up with all new stuff. You, You cannot, there's no laurels to rest on. You have to literally come up with a brand new concept and find the you know different characters going through different shit to to populate this world so um i don't know i love I, I love writing standalones um I, I don't know if i'll ever write a series again but we'll see yeah well i and, and you know what and some harlan coben does pretty good too do, and there's a lot of authors that you know are they just like that like that standalone. I I always say because Jeff and I always have that talk when we're on here. I always say that I like standalones more than series, just because I like to know that the author had to stand in front of a white canvas. <laughs> yeah. And start. Yeah. There you go. No, it's, it's, it's a white canvas. There's nothing. You had to Bob Ross scarier. that thing in thirty minutes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's, uh, it's, it is scary. I'm not gonna lie. It is scary. Mm-hmm. Now, in one of the reviews you had, because I just thought that this was a perfect line, and Karen Slaughter did it, she said in it that you were fearlessly genre-bending, and it kind of made me think, I'm like, you know, what kind of genre would you, if you were telling somebody, hey, you've got to read this new you know, Blake, you know, Blake Crouch book, it's, it's more, it's in the genre of, and it's like, I don't, I don't know if you could like, put that, like in a box that you can kind of tell. What, how would you explain the genre you write? That's a really, that's a really interesting question. Um, I mean, if I were trying to sell the book to a massive amount of people, I wouldn't say this. But I think my books are more and more um, philosophical thrillers. Like Dark Matter is about the road not taken, and it's about all the shadow lives that you thought about maybe living but you never got around to and how – sort of the specter of those haunt you. Recursion is about memory and regret and how, you know, hard things that we've experienced in our lives, how do we deal with those? How do we, how do we not be subsumed in that grief and, and still honor the memory of, you know, for instance, people, um, exes, old friends, who maybe we've 
you know, gone separate ways, but we still want to hold on to those to the beautiful moments and the beautiful memories. People who have left us, people who've died. How do we how, how do we enjoy returning to those memories without getting completely bowled over by just the grief of of the loss? Um, and also, like you know, then we and then we get to getting into the. But it's also there's a physics and a and a real like mystery of existence component I think as well. Um, you know, the whole time piece of this book. I don't want to get into spoiler territory, but the idea that that memory possibly gives rise to time, uh, to the flow of time, and not the other way around. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I guess that's a long-winded way of saying. I don't really, I don't know how I would categorize them. I mean, probably speculative thrillers is, is the catch-all, but I'm not sure that's oh. specific enough. Yeah, I, I, it's just one of those. Th- it, it would just, I think it's so tough to even say. I think it's more than two words. I think you always have to put like a five-word genre with you, kind of mm-hmm. like a psychological suspense thriller. In uh, what vein? I, you know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. uh, it, it, it's well, a bit uh, one thing, you know. I was talking to someone the other day and was saying that they were saying, oh, how do you get, how do you get people to read, so many people to read, um, you know, your books, which are basically just science fiction. And I think there's an element to what we're talking about here that is, I, I think of it as genre masking, if that makes sense. Okay. Have you yeah, heard that? Have I've heard, heard that term before. I've heard yeah. that before. I mean, Way, Wayward Pines did that. Wayward yeah. Pines was like, it didn't show it's crazy. I mean, <laughs> It's kind of like dating a crazy person, but they don't, like, show you they're crazy right away. <laughs> I, so, think, I think we've all been there. Yeah, like we might have even married some, you know. Word. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not currently, but in the past. No, that was my first um, mistake, too. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, Weird Pines starts, and you feel like it's a psychological suspense thriller about a cop going to a small town, and then it suddenly gets wilder and wilder, and I guess recursion can sort of the seems like a hard-boiled detective novel for the, at least the first two chapters yeah before yeah. it goes full-on into into its wildness um and then it goes <laughs> and then it goes i don't know i think it, i think it's trying it, it, it it's um keep the reader off balance yeah. and, and really not let them know what is coming i mean you can say the roller coaster the first two chapters you're going up the hill and mm-hmm. then you go down the hill, and then the ride starts. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> you know, because the ride don't start going up the hill. The ride starts right no. when you go over that hill. Then it goes. Exactly. And you see what so, it's really about. Well, you know, we kind of mentioned at the beginning that there was some news about Dark Matter. So for fans of Dark Matter that might not have heard, what are you working on uh, with that book right now? Well, you mean on, on the movie side? Well, you know, there's yeah. a, I, I, wrote, I wrote a script, and it's, you know, Hollywood is moving at a typical pace, uh, pace which is glacial. Um, so we'll see. I'm, I, I'm, I'm hopeful, but I'm, I've, I've been uh, hopeful for a while for, for this uh, movie to come. I, I think it'd be, I think any studio would be crazy not to make this movie. I think it screams to be a movie. Um, so we'll see. And you know, Recursion is, uh, is set up at Netflix with uh, Matt Leaves and Shonda Rhimes. Okay. Um, so we'll see uh, what comes of that. The, the plan is to make a big, uh, to make a universe of uh, movies and TV shows based on Recursion. Oh, wow, really? So Recursion yeah. might be a bigger world. Yeah, 
it, it needs it. It needs the space to breathe that uh, yeah. a streamer like Netflix can uh, can give it. Yeah, I mean, well, and there's and, and isn't that the great thing? I guess is all the outlets that you kind of have nowadays with the Netflix, with Prime. Um, you know, with almost every cable station doing almost all their original programming, you see how I mean, it's it's got to be like uh, this, the great opportunities, and, and and I think that they don't do enough of it. I don't think they take enough stories from these books out here to kind of make their original program. So it's good that, that someone actually recognizes your talent. Well, we'll see. Knock on wood. Hopefully, uh, yeah. well, they did with Wayward Pines. Oh, they did with Wayward Pines. Yeah. Good behavior. Uh, I've been. Unbelievably fortunate. Um, yeah, I, I'd love I'd love to see Recursion and Dark Matter done well. Yeah, and you're only forty, huh? Hey, you mean yeah, you're right yeah. in it? So <laughs> I mean, I think I think we're going to see a lot of your name on a lot of different things, whether it's Netflix or Amazon Prime. I mean, I, you know, I, I've said it before, you know, on the interviews. I mean, you're just too damn good to not have that happen. No, oh, you're you're very kind. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, um, and what are you kind of into right now watching like streaming wise? Is there anything that oh you like God. into? I'm watching this, uh, this Netflix show. You, Oh, this, this, the stalker show. It's a show. Oh, it's, stalker. It's, based on a, it's, it's based on a book, uh, which is very cool. Um, and it's, uh, it puts you in, in the, it asks you to sympathize with a stalker as a main character. And it kind of works. I'm, I'm obsessed with it. Um, just watched uh, the Game of Thrones finale uh, last night with some friends. Uh, yeah, so, and yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's. I I, I, I mean, I I stopped watching it. My last, my, and I remember the episode that I stopped watching it. It was it was the one where the big guy took the little guy and smashes his head in like a pumpkin. The mountain and the viper. Great episode. Okay, that must you're have like, been you're it. At, you you were out. And then I was done. I was like, you know what? I'm like, this. I go, this is just too like Michael Myers or whatever. And I'm like, what? Just, <laughs> I'm like, come on, really? I mean, I yeah, get it. He's yeah. strong, but he. No one's smashing that. No one in their right mind is doing that. <laughs> yeah. No. Um. I, some, that. What am I? I just. I just picked up the new Thomas Harris novel, which I haven't read yet. Have you read it? Oh yeah, we saw that. Yeah, we got that one here to review. Have you read it? No, I haven't read it yet. I mean, I, oh. there's so many freaking books in my pile, and I'm. No, you. you know he what? Was, I, you, but he you, was a big. He was. He was a huge guy for me growing up. Um, yeah, I mean, he writes you know, one book every ten years. Lamb, you know. Hannibal. So you know, that's yeah. a walk into the store and grab it off the bunch shelf uh, moment for me, which I which I just did. So I'm excited to read that. I kind of um, wish he was a little more active. I do too. I do too. He's you know, such a but, good writer. I guess when you're Hannibal and Science of the Lambs, you're kind of like, I'll write when I feel like it. <laughs> hey, it, amazing to be there one day. But I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I would. I, I think I would want to write it more, more frequently than that. Even if I, you know. But yeah. Just to stay active. Just, had, had, just to stay active. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, just to stay active. But some authors got to brush off the cobwebs. Yeah. I mean, you know, some authors just. Uh, you know, they have other things, and maybe writing is just whatever. And But, hey, as long as we get stories, I guess that's just a good thing anyway, and just to have the stories. What, what are you reading that you love lately? Um, I'm reading Kevin O'Brien, The Betrayed Wife. Uh, I love Kevin O'Brien's stuff. Uh, I just read for John Land, I read Murder, She Wrote, his latest one, the, um, 
the murder in red, and I like to I like those kind of cozies. And then I'm going to get into I was a little late, but now I'm then I'm going to get into Jeffrey Deaver's um, next one. I was going to read the galley, I didn't have a chance, and but yeah, so that's what I'm into right now is Kevin O'Brien. Do do you know his writing at all? No, no, I've never read him. He's from Seattle, and he's one of those, and, and he he's a he's a horror guy, but it's not the gore kind of horror. It's the kind of horror where there's a scene in one of his books that's beautiful where there's a woman, her car breaks down, she's eating barbecue potato chips and she's waiting and she has her cell phone and she's waiting for the police. And then all of a sudden you see a cop car come up and the cop comes up and the driver's side door is open and he looks in there and there's a raccoon eating barbecue potato chips. What? Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck just happened to the woman? <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, so that's kind of the stuff this. that he, yeah, that's kind of stuff that he kind of writes. It's it's a lot of that. So it's it just makes you like, what what, what the hell just happened to the woman? <laughs> oh, I love that. No, that was amazing. Yeah. yeah, that's like I'm yeah. doing that right now. Think um think a little like think a little Bentley Little, but not quite as par- okay. but not paranormal. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I just read like, the. Uh, I just read the new Ted Chang. Uh, I blurbed it actually. The his uh, short story collection, Exhalation. Oh, uh, do you know? Do you know Ted Chang? Do you know uh, that writer? I do not know that writer. He wrote. He's a science fiction writer. He he has never That's written a novel. Why. He only writes. He only writes stories. And he writes about a story every one to two years, and they're all masterpieces. Uh, there is one you have probably heard of. It's called The Story of Your Life, which became the film Arrival. Um, yes. And, like, there are six stories in this new collection that are every bit as good as that one. It, it's just phenomenal. And, and no one writes short, great short fiction anymore. No one writes great short fiction anymore. Um, wow. And this guy is, like, up there with, like, Raymond Carver, you know, Tobias Wolf. He, he's just, just absolutely brilliant. Stephen King. Stephen King, yeah. You know, great short fiction guy. I don't know what, Stand By Me, Shawshank, Running Man. Yeah, I'm yeah. Sorry. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just a couple of those stories. Wow, so that's really, um, I'm going to have to get his name, and I'm going to have to check that out. Then maybe we might, they, I don't think, see, we don't get a lot of science fiction. That's why I probably didn't read them. Um, those publishers don't send to us because we don't really uh, do a lot of science fiction. He, he, he would be well worth your time. Wow. So, Blake, um, as we finish up here, why don't you tell everybody, you know, your social media and every way that, you know, maybe they can contact you. The book Reclu- uh, Recursion, again, is out June the 11th. So when you guys listen to the interview, uh, the book is out June the 11th. So, Blake, tell everybody about your social media things. Uh, you can go to BlakeCrouch.com and find uh, all the various links to various social media uh, places uh, that you could find me. Um, uh, Facebook, on Twitter, more active on Facebook, um, yeah. but really not that active because uh, yeah. I'm mainly trying to write the next book. Right, and screenplay. And screenplay. Now, uh, do you go to any conferences? Are you out and about for people? Are you doing any mm-hmm. book signings for this one? Yeah, I'm going to New York. Uh, I mean, by the time that there's, I'll, I'll have been a, gone. You know, I've already, well, I've already been there. But yeah, I'm going to. Uh, New York for BEA. I'm going to be at BookCon. I'm going to Denver Comic Con. Uh, I'm doing three uh, stores on the Front Range around the release of Recursion in Boulder, Denver, and Fort Collins. Cool. I'm going to be at San Diego Comic Con uh, this year. Oh. So yeah, I've got, a, I've got I've got kind of a. Are you a, going Thriller Fest? Crowded. 
Um, undetermined, possibly. Okay, we'll my, be there. Uh, my, par- my, my partner, Jackie uh, Zachary, is an editor, and she has several books nominated for uh, Thriller Awards, so I suspect that we might be there. Well, hey, if I catch you, because uh, we'll be there, so if I catch you, we'll say hi and, uh, you know, oh, I'd love have five, five minutes talk, because that place is always oh, so busy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, again, congratulations so much on the book. Again, Recursion, out June the 11th. It's always great to talk to you, man. I, I just really appreciate it. Uh, wish you nothing but the best, and, you know, we will talk soon. Oh, totally my pleasure. Always, always a pleasure. All right. You have a good one, Blake. Take care. Cheers. All right, bye.